Welcome to Zero to One Cast, the podcast where thought leaders in Web3 meet to discuss pertinent topics in the cryptocurrency and NFT world. My name is JPEGtologist, and I will be your host for today. So sit back, grab yourself a notepad if you wish, and then join. Today, we are very privileged to be joined by none other than Fidelian's founder, Riot. Say hi, Riot. Hey, how is it going, everyone? So a little introduction before we begin. Riot is the founder and studio director of Fidelian, a dark fantasy saga NFT brand on Solana. He's had 10 years of business development experience and is an expert in the energy industry. Today, he will be talking to us about growing mature themed brands in the Web3 space. So without further ado, let's begin. So Riot, tell us about yourself. How did you get into Web3? Hey, uh, yeah, happy to. Um, I was an energy expert, as you said, uh, for past 10-ish years. Um, I was also a business developer kind of person uh, for many different things, but uh, mostly about IT and energy. My last career was in a small little venture startup, starting from around nine or 10 when I joined them. And then I ended up become like director or board of director type of the person uh, at the end of the career. And then, you know, it, it got a little bored. So I, I decided to leave. I wanted to join to the industry that is more adventurous and then more like uh, something that I can control my own destiny. Not like, you know, you have to heavily rely on the governmental decisions like energy industry. So yeah, that's, uh, that's how I left the energy industry and then joined the NFT industry, which is, you know, very much what I was expecting, but also a little too dynamic sometimes. But yeah. Okay, no, that's very interesting. So, so you want a bit more freedom, which is what kind of cryptocurrency and Web3 gives you, you know, the more decentralization and less governmental impact. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I said over here, you know, you don't have to, like, you, of course you do have to care about the governmental decisions time to time, but not as heavy as energy industry. Over there, like one single snap, finger snaps can actually you know, evaporate the whole industry uh, in one second. So it's a little exaggerated, but the energy industry is very heavily relied on the governmental decisions. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. And in a way, I, I mean, that does make a bit of sense, but obviously if you want more freedom, Web3 is the place to be. So tell us about Fidelian. Uh, it's really exciting uh, new NFT project. Uh, so I understand it's a dark fantasy saga. What does that mean? Right. <laughs> So it's, it's literally, it literally means uh, nothing cute, you know, unicorn and rainbow exists in this, in this storylines. So um, there are many different uh, dark fantasy saga that exist in the uh, web too as well. Lord of the Ring is a good one. And then in, in terms of games, there is a fallout or there are many, many different zombie related apocalyptic storylines that doesn't, you know, doesn't have the bright side of the, of the main themes. So for us, we were trying to focus on describing the realistic uh, side of uh, apocalyptic world. Uh, that's why I'm not saying that it is like hyper-realistic. It is just like, you know, as real as it gets, as a novel or as in, the, uh, as in movies or as in anime or that kind of stuff. So when we were developing the NFT, we were trying to make a lot of focus on the storytelling aspect and then when we are trying to develop the uh, actual brand and IP value, that is little more than just, you know, 10,000 giraffe living on the blockchain type of the IP, uh, wanted to tell the stories 
that is already existing for the IP and for the brand. Um, so like in, like in my honest opinion, if you develop like 10,000 draft on the blockchain, that is not really an IP and that is not really a story. If you want a story brand, if you want a story-based IP, then you got to be ready for it. So yeah, that's a, that was the goal. I, I think uh, many of our holders are actually convinced that we are onto something uh, that is bigger than others. So here we are. That's really, really good. So um, I guess this is a bit related to what you've already said. Uh, what inspired you to create this specific brand as opposed to something more lighthearted, maybe? Yeah, um, the inspiration came from many different topics uh, and then also the existing storylines and movies, and etc. There are several different uh, contents. I already said Fallout, Fallout 3 is a, is a good game that describes the apocalyptic world in a very, very straightforward way. There are some movies as well that is related with apocalyptic themes. But at the end of the day, it is a bit of a mixture of here and there. One thing that we were trying to be away from was a cyberpunky type of the theme because for some reason, Web3 people love this, those uh, cyberpunky, you know, neon sign type of the atmosphere and that it makes us, you know, one of them. We wanted to describe something that is very unique so that uh, people would easily recognize that we are who we are. Yeah, our focus is a little more diesel punk type of the thing. So diesel punk, dark, but not cyberpunk because that's been overdone in Web3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, cyberpunk is like, little more futuristic, a little more bright, I'll, I'll have to say, set up the future story. Uh, for us, there is no bright neon sign existing. So, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the NFT itself, you know, the actual JPEG. So how will you describe the art style of Fidelion? Uh, and why did you go with this specific art style? Because it is quite unique from the other PFP projects, isn't it? So our NFT doesn't include a lot of, um, you know, uh, again, the bright colors, because um, we wanted to give the atmosphere of the Vidalian uh, world looks like. So, for uh, for example, even even like every single NFT project that is trying to make human type of the NFT, they tend to go with a very similar style with Azuki. Like, you know, it, it's sometimes looking at the complete left side and the side view and also having like a lightning bolt on the fire effects and you know some of those uh, some of those eye catching bright colors for us it will be it will be a little odd if we try to become like that as well because it's it like it, this world that we are trying to describe is dark as hell so every color is like grayish color with it looks a dark mixture and then people doesn't have like smile on their face because there's nothing to smile about in the apocalyptic world so yeah that's that was the that was the whole focus and then, and also we were trying to Try our best to not be easily replicatable uh, of the art. So, like, if you, even even though you try hard to make AI to mimic our art, probably not gonna happen because our art is like each of our traits and each of our arts are time consuming, and also it is very tricky to tricky for even AI to figure out how to draw. Because uh, like it requires some unique techniques uh, with the paintings. So yeah, and then also we put a lot of effort to put you know as many traits as possible. We didn't want every anyone to feel like you know next to your NFT looks like just exactly same on the marketplace. That that is not a beautiful feeling. So 
yeah, we try to be as unique as possible. Yeah, so unique and not easily copied. I think I can, I think I can see that in uh, in the Fidelian NFTs. As I as I said earlier before this podcast, you know, I do own one, but it took me a while to find you know my forever Fidelian PFP. So um, so, so that was that was quite interesting. Yeah, I went for a woman uh, with some sorts. Uh, there are so like for some reason there are so many people uh, love women uh, NFT. They are like only forty percent of them. So. Oh, it's rare. So rare. <laughs> I have a rare one. <laughs> um, so what are you planning to do with Fidelian? No, so I understand in terms of this question, I want to understand you want to get into gaming. Uh, will this be more like normal Web2 gaming or will it be like Web3 gaming or is there anything else that you want to do with the brand? Right. So uh, for us, Fidelion is the vision for the Fidelion is to become the IPM brand, right? Like we don't say that easily and lightly. So it is not something that we just got nothing else to do and then say, like, yeah, we are becoming an IP. No, we are the people who are very experienced with building the IP and brand in the Web2 world, especially for the game. So, for example, our creative director, Hogyo, is the Riot Games founding member. Uh, he is the art director of League of Legends. So he knows what he is doing and he wants Fidelion to become next big dark fantasy IP for Web 2 and Web 3 in general. So our vision never heavily relies on Web 3 only type of the aspect. We are trying to uh, build the core uh, community and fan base in a Web 3 world and then leverage our uh, ability to have a mass adaptability for the Web 2 audiences and then try to reach out every single aspect of the Web 2 world through utilizing the Web3 community and crypto community in general. So at the end of the day, uh, if I can name the one goal that we want to become is that when Web2 or Web3 people see our logo, see our art style and see few of our sentences that goes out, then they, I hope that they would realize that that is Fidelian. Like that level of the mass adoption is our goal. That's a long-term shot. So there are a lot of different little cool things uh, that we are planning for Web 2 and Web 3, both of, both sides of it. So so many other things, not just gaming. And you want, you want your brand to be easily recognizable even when it doesn't say Fidelion. You want people to look at it and say, oh, that's a Fidelion brand. Um, the, and the last kind of question specifically about Fidelion, what are you most excited about in your project, Fidelion? So... The vision was always to become the good, good and massive uh, brand, and um, like our unique approach towards to the PFP community and uh, and then also Web two community in general is very divided and specified. So um, what we are trying to vision over here is to have a have a great NFT brand in the Web three side with cool staking two point uh, website or developing the cool looking website. Or like a, you know having a cool side collection called Empire, and then also NFT itself looks cool enough. It has to look cool enough, and there is like uh, upgrade dynamics and etc. Everything should be ready for Web three audiences to make people excited, and then we want to leverage that to bring more people to play our game, watch our videos, uh, or like read our books if we are releasing the book, so that we can peel ourselves from our core communities and then we grow together with our communities and etc so that was the plan 
And it seems like it's working pretty well until now because we have a very unique audience in even in Web3 Solana ecosystem because Solana ecosystem is mostly about flippers and then like traders uh, who wants to get profit and they get out. But in our community, when the price goes down, people are talking about the art and story. And when price goes up, they are talking the same thing. So this is a very unique value proposition that I think we, our community has in power because the community that we have over here is the contents lovers. They are people who are here to support the IP brand that we are trying to build over here with the art and lore and um, games and et cetera. So yeah, that's, a, that's the most exciting thing that I, I have in our current version of the Fidelian, the core community. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's very interesting because you know, you're focusing on what your efforts have done and what it's created in the community, you know, a community that really focuses on your brand and your art and not just about trying to flip for quick profit, which is common. Okay, so just moving on to something more general. So mature theme brands and building. So just let, let's just talk a bit about that. So dark fantasy is, is more mature theme that we've already discussed this, yeah, than, than say Klenosaurs or, or OK Bears. How, in your opinion, does this differ for Fidelian when it comes to growing this brand or, or you know, in terms of growing a, a mature-themed brand? So we have researched it on in the topic of what kind of IP media franchises can be successful in the longer term. Like there's a Pokemon, Hello Kitty, Winnie the Pooh, and Mickey Mouse, and et cetera, et cetera. Like normally the, the IP brand that is little more easy to appeal to the mass crowd is the cute little type of the things like a cute little bear and cute little animals. The Klenosaurus is uh, is definitely onto that and the OK Bears as well. For us, it's more like a Star Wars type of the audience that we are looking at, like Star Wars, Marvel Universe, Harry Potter, Spider-Man, I don't know, Gundam, a Dragon Ball, uh, that kind of audience. So to grow a brand that is more appealing to the adult side of the business is it might make us a little harder to find specific audiences for it but we do have our own edge and then i i also believe that the core power of our uh, builders in the, in our teams have is for the mature type of the ip so like adult oriented uh, that is more suitable for you know serious type of game or movie and novel and comics that uh, that kind of things and also have to have to mention that um, our game, that our first game is designed as the uh, mobile game, is, which is very easy to play. And then for that theme, we developed something called Mega Road, which is a little better fit for casual games. And then, you know, uh, we have a cute little characters here and there, but still under the same IP. So our main IP is adult, but we also have a backup plan for the, uh, not backup plan, the second IP that is, little more appealing for the cute and uh, lovely type of uh, those uh, those kind of audience who love those uh, cute little things. So you, you kind of have a, a backup plan just in case you know it's too too niche. So you know in term in terms of actually getting more people in, uh, is the strategy different from let's say if you were gonna build something like like your cute the, the cute version of your brand, would your strategy be different? Uh, for pushing forward the mature the mature side, right? That's a that's a really good question. I I asked myself many times about it too. But I think the biggest value proposition of the adult oriented brand building is coming from the storylines. 
it, of course, it has to have a little more higher quality in, in terms of, you know, uh, putting more effort so that people will recognize that it's not easy to draw that thing. But also in the same time, often in the cute little uh, type of the anime or comics, story doesn't really matter sometimes. So it has to be either your image or the music that it contains or, or something like that has to appeal to the little crowds, like uh, little kids. So like in some ways, it is harder approach because anybody can draw cute things. And the cuteness is also very, very subjective. Like it's not like you looking at the Fidelio and it's like, okay, this is not my type, but it is a good picture with a good amount of effort. In terms of a cute little anime or, or TV show that kids watch, sometimes even like the biggest IPs like Sharks, those kind of IP, if you're looking at it, it feels like what is, what is so different about that? little picture it is a very tricky audience that you have to appeal to in 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 our in our uh, adult oriented type of the uh, ip it is rather a matter of uh, many different contents that is con that it contains inside of the brand like what is the story what is the character how, how is the art look like um what is the how how are they showing that those contents to the audience etc etc i think the approach needs to be different of course, but mainly the, the Fidelion type of IP needs to focus on like lore more and then to make those storylines that is a little bit easier to appeal to the crowds. Okay. So more like in terms of, you know, going through to the story as opposed to just making people fall in love with the cuteness. Although, of course, you're, you're going to back up that story with good artwork anyway. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for adult, you know, more mature theme artwork and a more mature theme story and lore behind it. It's like cute and animated type of the IP is also, of course, needs to put a lot of care on the art, but it is rather trickier, I think, because it is not about you put like a lot of effort to develop it. It is all about how appealing is that poor little kid. And sometimes the quality doesn't really match. So yeah, it, personally, I think it's, it's trickier. So let's focus on that a little bit. In terms of, of creating a story for a brand, what would you say is more is most important? You know, let's say someone wanted to make, you know, from a point of view of someone wanting to make their own mature brand, what would you say is most important for creating that story? I think it is really important to develop a way that people can dig on. So it's like if everything is so much immature and also straightforward. So everybody, like even kid will understand what the hell is going on in the story. Then I don't think that is perfectly matching story for adult oriented type of a brand because you need to give some opportunity for the crowds to dig deeper. Let's say in Fidelion, there are nine different factions and we haven't even talked like 5% of the storylines that we prepared. And uh, we show some clues here and there. But even, even when we uh, develop you know, another contents that is that that gives us opportunity to talk more about the factions, we are never going to spill everything. There is a like missing connection between these two factions, but we'll never say that. There are, for some reason, A and B faction is not in a good mood, but I will never talk about why until we release the new things. And then giving some little bit of a clues, like detailed enough for people to get excited. There is a general K. And then this K have a like a few different sub characters that uh, support this guy, and for some reason this general has some argument and some issue with the empire. 
and with the emperor. And then we give out a little bit of a clue here and there so that people can be get interested and also start to guess what is going on. But uh, we like you will never figure it out until you finish the whole storylines. So I think that kind of tricky structure is uh, quite important because it makes you fall in love with the storylines. Yeah, that that that's interesting. Yeah, is you know just making sure that it's more in depth and you know not not so easy to understand. So people, you know, adult audiences are challenged uh, to kind mm-hmm. of go deeper into the story. That's interesting. What about bringing this back to you know you mentioned community earlier. What would you say in terms of community and building the story? Would you allow them to write fan fiction and uh, change the story in some way? Are you for that or are you for taking control of, of the whole story and, and letting it go out in the exact way that you want it? Because there, there's pros and cons for each side, isn't it? So what's your opinion for that? So we're going to let people play around with the storylines, of course. But if they want to, let's say, release the storylines or as a, you know, uh, commodity rights, like uh, with the licenses and etc. There are a little bit of limitation what they can do. But at the end of the day, like each of those NFT characters are the symbolic version of yourself inside of the world. You can do whatever you want with your character based on the similar storylines uh, that we built for the world. The reason why the website uh, looks like a National Geographic type of the uh, you know, it lo- almost looks like a documentary film because we want to focus on giving the overview of the w- what kind of world you are living in so that whatever you want to do in that in that type of world with your NFT, that's totally up to you. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Even later, we're going to actually give them an opportunity to be part of the whole ecosystem through the NFT upgrade, etc. That, that is coming up. But even beyond that, I, I would encourage people to you know, write down the stories and submit it to us so that we can include those type of stories <laughs> as an as an official storylines. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, we're going to have a final confirm. So uh, it's, it's kind of up to us. But we are very open to it, though. That, that's very interesting because I guess in a way, and this leads to my the next question, which I'll be asking really soon. In a way, Web3 and brand building does help projects to get community involved, isn't it? You know, if you're going to do a Web2 company, it's a bit more difficult to get people involved. I guess you could get really diehard fans to be involved. But in Web3 community, you could involve people who are holding your NFT in a decentralized way, you see. So, you know, the people who are holding your NFT from all around the world, you know that they are really members that want to contribute to the story, you see. So I guess, in you know, Web3 brand building allows... For, for this more easily than Web2 brand building, getting community involved, isn't it? Which leads me to my next question. How is growing a brand in Web3 different from growing a brand in Web2, in your opinion? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Because uh, growing a Web3 brand is radically different, in my opinion, from growing the Web2 brand. So for us, it is a path that we have to incorporate with if we want to be a successful brand in the Web2 world. We need to get Web3 audience in our, on our side first, but there are some uh, companies from Web2 that doesn't realize how different the Web3 audiences are compared to the Web2 brand. In the Web2 industry, it is all about selling a product and service that is appealing for the customers, right? So the buyers need to 
feel interested enough to spend their money and then buy stuff. In Web3, you're looking at similar people, but also as an investor. So people sometimes are expecting grow and then expecting returns from their investments. The reason why is because this digital asset is easy to sell. And then also it is the battle almost of yourself and also the market and your investors um, try to see when is the right time to sell. So you're looking at the customer slash investor type of the very unique audience. And that's why it is all about the attention business, all about the fandom business that you have to make people get excited every single now and then so that your NFT project will get hyped and then it sustains in that way. In a web two world, sometimes the game company comes in and then try to get more audience uh, and then do no change. And it doesn't make any change in their operational system that they had in the web two world and then just expect to be, uh, have a good outcome because just because they have a good, better game compared to the web three game, the web three game that exists. It, it is not that easy. So if you want to build a good Web3 brand, you have to understand what kind of attention business we are looking at, what kind of stuff that we have to do, uh, what kind of you know action we have to make to make our unique audience get interested as, as long as possible. So it is quite unique. Uh, it it's is, an attention uh, economy, isn't it? So you, know, you have to keep the attention and hype as much as you can. And the last question, thank you so much for joining us today. The very last question, what's one last piece of advice that you would give to builders in the Web3 community trying to improve their brands? If the Web3 brand understands good amount of the Web3 community, then I would... Okay, sorry. So it's a, it's a little tricky because like you said Web3 brand. Uh, are they coming from Web2 or are they born in Web3? Oh, no, just um, any brand that is in Web3 now. So they might have come from Web2. They might have started here. <laughs> right, yeah. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, for the brand that exists right now in Web3, it is it is a tough time because like especially if you are born in Web3, then you might start off your brand as in you know, I want to just uh, make a cool little cute NFT project that has an image attached on the token. And then you might have no plans specified for the longer term. It's just, there was at some point that anybody wanted to make their own NFTs. But once you develop the community, then there is an audience that you have to uh, satisfy. And then if you don't have like a product as if like you have a completed version of the game, etc., it might get even tougher to make your audience understand where you are heading to. If Web3 brand with uh, many, any of those decide to get your value proposition as an IP developer and brand developer, then I would heavily recommend to do the heavy research for the existing IP and franchises that has already success in the, in the Web2 world. I'm no expert over here either, and I'm also learning and growing. But I have to say, if you start to look out the Web2 world and how they are dealing with the developing a serious brand and IP, which is already vague in Web2 as well, but if you take a deeper look into them, then you'll be able to figure out what is lacking uh, for your project and etc. So yeah, if you haven't done it, definitely do the research and also definitely try to find the right role model that is already existing in Web2 because 
you know, if you're developing an IPM brand, then you are not uh, staying in the web three, sir. You are going towards the web two, of course, because that's the that's what IPM, great IPM and great value, a great brand is all about making more audience to look at your brand, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's, so project yeah. leaders have to DYOR, do your own research. They have to look at what's correct and what works for them, isn't it? Exactly. Okay, thank you so much, Riot. Fortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Please be sure to follow Riot on Twitter. His Twitter handle is GMRiot. So that's G-M-R-Y-O-T. So just please follow him if you get the chance. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Zero to One Cast and that it's been useful for you. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, please don't hesitate to reach out at 021fm.web3 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We hope you enjoy your day and we appreciate you for tuning in. Be sure to join us on our next episode as we continue our enjoyable journey from 0 to 1. Thank you.